This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, today we talk about the old minivan going up in smoke. We discuss all the minivan options and Rachel makes David seasick on the test drive. I'm still standing <laughs> Man, it was especially used carsman salesy today. I spent some time with some used carsy sales people yesterday. <laughs> you did. Uh, yeah, I think most of them sold mostly new cars. I don't know if that's different. I don't know why the used is so important in the stereotype, the negative stereotype. Yeah. Um, like, I guess that was historically more swarmy than selling new cars. But I guess so. I feel I- like most of the people we talked to. And we're going to talk today about us looking for a new car, a new used car, new new to us. Um, Most of the people we talked to actually seemed very uh, nice and professional. Yeah. Maybe with one exception, which we'll get into. (laughs) My favorite guy that we talked to us was, um, like, he just was, like, cool. You know, like... Uh, Was this the last guy we saw? No, the first one. And he showed us the two vehicles. He didn't come with us on our test drives. He just was like, yeah, let me know what you think. Like, we didn't even have to have an awkward, like, goodbye uh, conversation. We just were like, he he just was like, yeah, let me know if you're interested. And we were like, sweet, that's perfect. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, My second favorite was the guy at the end who was like a joke a minute. Yep. Which sometimes I'm like, all right, let's slow down, buddy. But he was pretty endearing. But he was actually really funny and like yeah, he was a good, entertaining. He seemed like a nice guy. And he also like spent as much time as we wanted with him, but didn't like make us hang out yeah. for a bunch of extra time. Um, although we did have to go back to his desk, which I always feel like, there's a trap. <laughs> I'm so paranoid. <laughs> Is that why you stood up and I sat down? No, I really had to go to the restroom. Oh, okay. So I, thought... I stood up and just did it in my pants. <laughs> No, I went to the restroom, and then I came back, and I, you know what it was? Is it was the end of the day, and I was starving and exhausted, and I was like, I'm not sitting down, because I want to give the vibe that we're leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you give a better vibe that we're leaving than I do. Well, we have some uh, friends where it's the opposite, where the husband is like super extroverted, yeah. more extroverted than you are, and the wife is very sociable and like friendly, but she's an introvert like and is ready to go. Um, at the end of a party and she and I always laugh about how we try to get out of not not like get out of going but we try to leave the party at the end of the night and it's a 15 to 25 minute like moving you room to room while you stop and talk to a new person and say goodbye like whoa I just need to I just need to say goodbye but the thing is that I'm really trying to leave actually like I am actually trying to leave I know there's like some gravitational pull on you yeah whereas I am my gravitational pull is all about food. If I'm hungry, I'm just like ready to bolt out the door. Like that guy could have been yeah. like, hey, you can have the car for $5,000. And I would have been like, I'm too hungry to buy the car right now. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Like, so. Yeah, I get that. So the reason we're looking for a minivan is because I had a little bit of an incident. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I think, I think. Yeah. Oh, no. I think this falls under our third uh, episode of, hey, what did you set on fire this week? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't on fire, but it was smoking, right? Yeah. 
It's close enough. Yes. So I took the kids along with the neighbors. So I had a total of five kids with me in the old minivan. And we've joked about our crappy old minivan. We've called it the gold turd, like bright shining star of a minivan. never disrespected Melissa like that. (laughs) I just made that up. I was like, who's Melissa? Did you name your cars when you were like in high school? No, I don't Uh, think so. My car was named Elizabeth. I think there was a boy, though, that I liked who named his car, and I was like, oh, yeah, I totally named my car. But I had to think of a name super fast. What name was his? I can't remember. Okay. I remember his name. Oh. No, no, no. (laughs) Not like that. Not like that. (laughs) Um, I can't remember. When we met, I had my second car. So I had, like, a hand-me-down car in high school that died literally a week before I left for college. Like, it was perfect timing because I wasn't going to take it with me. And the transmission fell out, and my dad's like, I'm not Fell out? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, not while I was driving, but it essentially was like it went out. Oh. Um. It didn't, know. like, fall out when you were at, like, a stoplight or something, right? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I really should remember, but I don't. Um, and then my second car was the car I owned when I met you yep. after college. And I don't remember if I had a name for that, but I feel like I did. But I would have told you. Heather. Was it Heather? Yeah. Oh. I remember. Okay. Anyway, so the gold turd uh, took it. Did you have other nicknames for it? For gold? our ugly car? Yeah. Uh, no, mostly just... The gold turd, sometimes the bright shiner. Like, I felt like it was just... Bright was shiner. Bright shiner, because it was like... So it's like this beige, goldish minivan. The front bumper's all chipped up. Like, we've hit a couple mailboxes. Wait, let's go through it. I hit a mailbox and damaged one mirror. You hit a mailbox, damaged one mirror. And the other the, opposite mirror. And the entire side of the vehicle was dented because the of that. The car was in a two-car pileup in our driveway when the other car was not <laughs> being moved. Maybe I did that. I think I think this is the car you ran into a um, like cement pole near my oh, mom's. Yeah, that was at the, the first pool. incident. That was right after we got it. Yeah. Um, so that car. It's seen if, better days. If hitting things is a way to love your car, that car was <laughs> well loved. Well, and I think all so every single one of my friends either has a minivan, and if I do feel like it's just like I'm resigned to the fact that I'm in the stage of life where. I'm a mom, I'm carrying around kids, and they're junk all day long. So I need something that has a ton of cargo space and can carry a ton of kids. Comfortably, relatively comfortably. And doesn't get like three miles per gallon. Exactly. Like some of the huge, huge SUVs. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the city. Like I feel like city driving is just stop and go. And so anyway, all that to say, every single one of the mom friends I have has hit something Inanimate, like not a, another car necessarily, but they have run into a wall. They have run into a pole. I mean, because it's kind of hard to see around the thing. You know, they're kind of big for a mom. Well, I think to drive. the other thing is driving with kids can be distracting, like especially around can town. Be distracting. That's like, like you're the understatement the of the pool, year. Or you're going to the grocery store, <laughs> and there's always a mini fight and a yelling and a question. Or an I'm hungry, or someone yeah. took my shoe, or I threw my shoe out the window, like yeah. things like that. And anyway, I, w- yeah. I want to be clear. How many curbs do you think I've hit in that minivan? Oh, at least one every time you drive it. No, come on, realistically. <laughs> you have 30? hit a lot of curbs. We've had that car for a while, six years. Oh, at least, yeah. So probably five a year. Yeah. And, it, oh, and for me... Five a year? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? That is Oh, so... I'm not counting parking. I, <laughs> <laughs> what are those barrier things in a parking spot? I hit those every time. I feel like every time we drive, you hit something. Every single time. And every yeah. time I park, I run over the, like, barrier, and it scrapes yeah. 
the front undercarriage because it hangs a little lower than it should because, because of all the things I've hit. <laughs> yes. So this is a mutually like shared problem. You and I hit a right. lot of things. No, no people. No, which is good. No people. Mm-mm, that's good. I mean, you aim at a few, but you've never hit them. Just a few. I could have <laughs> aimed at a few the other day. Okay, so here's what happened the okay, other day. Yeah, so go for it. I take these kids, the neighbors, and our kids to this lake. It's like an hour away because there's absolutely nothing to do all summer. I don't know what to do with our children. That's another podcast. Um, anyway, so had this great idea for a big adventure. We had a big adventure. We all got sunburnt. It was glorious, wonderful. We're on our way home. Everyone's a little tired. Everyone's a little hungry. I have five children. I'm on my way. All of the lights on the dashboard pop on. And so our oldest son is sitting in the front with me. That's like a festive, hey, good to see you. (laughs) No? I know. I thought so too. Apparently not. So I'm like asking our oldest son, I'm like, hey, grab that manual. Start looking up these lights. And he's like, no, I don't think any of them are good lights. So like the check engine, like everything pops on. So I thought I stopped for gas. I was like, no big deal. We're going to push through, just get home, and then we'll get it checked out. I'm sure it'll be fine. So we do our best. We're going down the highway, slowly losing power, no AC all of a sudden. So here's what I'm interested about is our son is texting me while you're driving uh, at one point, just to say things are not going great. <laughs> things are not good, right? Um, so you're on the highway. Do you feel the power like giving out? Like a it's, little that doesn't bit. have as much oomph, right? So it doesn't have as much oomph. I tried to put on cruise control, and it like it would rev the engine way up to try to climb a very modest hill. Oh, interesting. And so anyway, I so I took cruise control off. I pulled over to the right lane. I'm like, okay, we're just gonna take our time, and then it loses power. It loses power. Thankfully, we're at an exit, but it was a super busy exit. I go to the right and can't make it up the hill all the way. I end up having to stop. I couldn't even like pull over far enough to the right. So I'm like stopped in the middle of the exit lane, the turning right lane. And there's smoke coming from the hood. I tell all the kids, I'm like, get out on the right side and everybody go on by that fence. It's like maybe 20 feet, 15, 20 feet off the road. Cause it's a, it's like a six lane highway, really busy corner of this particular part of town, but we're still like 35 minutes away from home. So all the kids get out. One of them gets stuck. I was like, for the love of God, if you are the one in an emergency, you may not make it because you get stuck everywhere. There's always one kid out of the family that you're like, Oh man, if your head weren't screwed on, you'd lose it. You know? Yeah. So that kid had a hard time getting out. We eventually got all the children out. So all five kids are standing on the side of the road and smoke starts coming into the cabin. Um, so you're still in the car. I was gathering, um, a few things like to make sure I had like my wallet, my phone, the keys, like, you know, trying to make sure I got as much possible in case the thing blew up. Cause that's kind of what it felt like. Like smoke is billowing into the cabin. And I was like, this sucker's going to blow. Like before we got, like, as we were going along, our oldest son and I heard this, like, growling, and it started very small, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. So then I realized, oh, something's really wrong. <laughs> so anyway, we're stalled on the side of the road. I call AAA. Thank God for them. They come very quickly. In the meantime, people are yelling at us. Like, one woman was like, um, 
you are the most inconsiderate person ever, like yelling from the window. I was like, for the love, like I'm standing here with my five kids. My car will not move. And I can't move. One woman stopped and was like, if you put your hood up, the police will come. And I was like, I mean, I don't know if that's like a special signal, but I don't know that I want to go near my car right now. If you see the smoke and then there's like liquid dripping out the bottom. Oh, no, that's a good sign. <laughs> So no, anyway, uh, we had it towed. We got a ride home with our neighbor, who's so gracious, and um, found out the next day that it it's going to cost a lot, a lot of fix. money to fix. They started throwing out parts of the car that, to me, seem permanent, and if you need to replace them, right, like you need a new car. car. You know like that the engine, right? Like you know, it's problematic <laughs> when you really recognize the parts of the car because yeah. those are the big parts. Yes. you know. Like the yeah. engine, the radiator, transmission. Yeah, like those are things I know about. Random belts, I don't know that much about, so it's not as much money. <laughs> anyway, so we had to buy a new minivan. One thing that I was looking for when we were... We still do. Yeah, we don't have one yet, but yeah. yesterday... So before this, I was researching, trying to find comparisons, trying to understand what the difference between all these minivans are. So first of all, we decided that we need a minivan because we're going to have three boys who are at least six feet tall and we are hopefully going to foster. So we're going to need at least a couple more, if not three more spots in the vehicle. So we really need an eight passenger vehicle that is, and has even right a lot now, of room. Even right now, when we go away for more than like three days, we use all of the storage. Yes. Right. Like absolutely. we fill it up. We, we went away for a week to see some family back in May and we brought the dog, which takes his crate and a bunch of stuff, but we filled that thing to the brim. Absolutely. Um, so I would love to drive like a Toyota Highlander or a Honda Pilot or anything but a minivan, really. But that's not the stage of our life. So this, so there was some reconciling I had to do to go through that. But as I was researching, I was looking for some comparisons and found very little information about it. There was a lot of information about like the engines and about um, sort of these things that I don't really care that much about. But when it came to... It doesn't seem like an important part. When it came to, like, the practicality and how you use the vehicle as a mom or a dad, I just found it difficult. So we thought today, let's just zip through a few highlights, and we'll put um, in the show notes, we'll put more information about what we found. So can I ask you a quick heart question? Yes. You have a heart? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... We've had two minivans at this point, but we've had a, a minivan for 10 years. Yep. Right? 10, I think it's almost exactly 10 years. And we're talking about trying to find one more to last us 10 years. Right. How do you feel being halfway through the minivan stage of your life? Is that, are you like, oh, I'm on the second half? Or are you like, oh, my word, 10 more years? Um, or both? Both. I would say both and. Like, I feel sad that we only have like 10 good years of minivan life left which means what that Lots means is that uh we will be carting around a lot of children um to sports practices and we won't but it, it means that the time we have left with them is short um that we we've already done 10 years and those first 10 years were full of booster seats and car seats and strollers and the next 10 years are full of uh camping chairs camping equipment sports equipment baseballs lots of balls maybe like a cello at some point Who yeah knows? like a cello and <laughs> violin and so and 
I recently noticed how um, like gym bags are thrown in the trunk and forgotten about. So it's going to be filled of lots of smells that yeah, I don't Yeah, the, the smells understand. go from <laughs> poop and vomit right. to sweat that's been sitting there for days. Right. Like, so our old minivan is caked, I'm sure, full of milk, like rotten milk that's spilled. You know, like kids have their bottle and they just like drop it and then it spills. Anyway, you try your best to get that stuff out. But this next season of life will be full of. Um, body odor and sweat. So. Something to look forward to. I know. <laughs> and mud, like muddy shoes, muddy cleats. All right. So you have been thinking about and looking at some of the options over the last few months, knowing that eventually we would need a minivan. It happened a little bit faster than we expected because of the f- fire slash smoke. <laughs> right. um, so had you narrowed it down to a handful? I mean, I know you have. What, what are the Yeah, so we to? researched a lot. What was important to us was that there was a third row, obviously, and we've talked about, like, the, you know, swinging toward the minivan rather than an SUV. So that narrowed it down to sliding doors, basically. Here's my question. Here it is. I don't want to be disrespectful. Sure. I don't get who the Highlander... I love it. It looks cool. But those types of cars... Who does that work for? So here's what I think. I think um, maybe a family who has two kids who occasionally wants to take a friend or two along on something. Okay. Or a family with um, a dog and a couple kids. You know, like, because yeah. you need that backspace. But I would it's say just, that... It's just so little leg room. And I guess if you right. have maybe smaller kids or girls, you know, who just aren't as bulky, maybe it fits better. I'm not sure. I don't know, but I do think that I do have friends who have three boys and they love their Highlander. So for some people, I think it really works, but I think that our boys maybe, I don't know, we just need an excessive amount of space or something. (laughs) We're we're just really grumpy about our our leg space. (laughs) All right. So, um... Yeah, so we narrowed it down to a few. There are a lot of options, you know, with sliding doors. I think the I think almost every brand has one out. We um, have friends who have a Chrysler Pacifica, so that got into the running. And then we did the obvious ones, which are the Toyota Sienna and the Honda Odyssey. Um, I have friends who have like the Town and Country, etc. But those um, those are really qualifiable. They just weren't in our running. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, well, I would say the Chrysler Pacifica got on the list because it has some unique features. One that was my favorite was the extended um, moonroof or sunroof in the front. And then it had another sunroof for the third row. So it just felt really bright and airy. And I loved that. So that was exciting to me. They also are the only minivan right now, but I I know one is coming next year, but the only current minivan that has a hybrid option, and you and I drive across the country with our kids pretty frequently. I mean, I would say more frequently than the average bear. And so that was Most important. Most people are smart enough not to drive all the way to Denver with their kids. <laughs> True. <laughs> or to Iowa or to Maine. I mean, yeah. like, we've gone a lot of, so we've done ta- a lot of can long Can we talk about trips. the hybrid for a minute? Am yeah. I, am I going out of order here? No, no, that's great. So... We get in the Pacifica Hybrid, and it was, like, really nice. Like, yes. the really nice, like, white leather with, Beautiful. like, navy blue trim. And then it had this, like, light blue um, stitching, which apparently is what they do in all their hybrids. It was gorgeous. And it had wood. I mean, it was probably faux wood, but it had, like, wood to it that didn't feel like 1980s minivan faux wood. 
Um, it had two screens, so like one behind the driver's seat, one behind the passenger seat. Yeah. I just was like, it It looked a little bit, from someone who's never been on one, but it looked a little bit like how a private plane looks in yes, pictures. totally, totally. It was. Ve- it felt very luxurious. Like the back seats um, had buttons, like they were automatic, so the third row, you just push oh, a yeah, button to, and to it goes down, down and, and up, it comes yep. up. That is not something that is good for our family because we break stuff like that. Yeah, my first question was, oh, can you do it manually Yeah. also? And he's like, nope. And I was like, we're out. Yep. <laughs> we're we, going to break that thing in a week. We break it so fast. So, so fancy buttons don't really jive with our family extraordinarily well. So that was a factor and something to consider as we talk about this stuff. But the hybrid drove really well. It just, it felt really good. Yeah, but the other thing about the Pacifica is it felt like the backseat legroom, the, the third row, was really tight. Yes, it was. And I don't. I, I haven't looked at the actual measurements. It just. I t- sat back there and was like, I can't see our kids as they get into middle school and high school fitting back here for more than you know an hour. Exactly. Yep. I felt the same way. So it was. Re- it felt more tight. I think it would be really good for car seats in the third row. So if you have younger kids, I think the third row is really conducive for that. But yeah. But you didn't, when you have a young kid, like putting them in the third row is actually really inconvenient. Yeah, yeah. It's so. a little tricky. The other really cool thing, though, about the third row was that you could, um, de- like, recline the seats far, far back, yeah. which was awesome. And from the front seat, they had a button you could push to put the headrests in the very back third row down. It was yeah. awesome. So if you're, like, backing up or trying to – you can't see, you can move them. Right. And we should note that this was a 2017 model. This isn't even, like we, – we ain't fancy. Like, we are not looking at brand-new vehicles – um, because our kids trash them, and yeah. we apparently trash them. So we are looking at used vehicles. So this was 2017. We drove a 2019, which did not – it was not a hybrid, but it had similar luxuries for the Chrysler Pacifica. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, same problems, though. Yep, same problems, not, not, not quite enough, enough leg, room, leg room. And a lot of buttons that could get broken. Yes. So we moved on from the Chrysler Pacifica. We moved to the... You want to talk about the Toyota? Toyota Sienna, which is what we've had for 10 years. We had one for a few years, and it was in an accident, and we got another one because we really liked Just it. Just want to note, after our conversation at the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> that you were not at fault in that right. accident. <laughs> right. I, yes, exactly. I was hit, and the car was totaled. So we got another Toyota Sienna because we really liked it. That was back in 2010. So the one that we just had on fire was a 2010, had 155,000 miles on it. So we've run it, we've run it well. Um, what I found with the Toyota Sienna, we went into, so the one that we drove was a 2017, I think. Was that the fancy one we drove? Yeah. Because we it drove a so really fancy. nice one. It was like their highest package, limited yes. maybe. Limited, um, platinum something. Anyway, super fancy. It had reclining seats that had like the foot, Rest yeah, on them. it had a footrest for the captain seats in the middle row. I was like, oh, for the love, we have three boys. It There's was... no way that's going to work for us. <laughs> and it had a ton of faux wood, maybe real wood. I don't know. But the problem was it was the interior was really dark. Yeah, for this particular one. Like, it was it... a lot of browns and like burgundy, and it just felt like dark. Yes. Um, we love us a Toyota Sienna. I'm telling you, like, we have bought two, and I thought surely we'd buy another one. However... The body and the the Toyota Sienna has not been updated since 2011. Is that right? Yeah. So 
Um, it drove the, the newer model drove exactly like our old one. It was a bit heavier. Um, just a little, when you tried to pick it up, <laughs> like the technology, <laughs> right? Yeah. The technology wasn't quite as advanced. Like yeah. I don't, um, we'll put all these details in a comparison, a really handy comparison chart on our, um, show notes, a good link that you can just compare these really quickly. But, um, in general, it just felt the same as what it's always felt, which felt 10 years old, you know? Yeah. So let's just get to your favorite one. Yeah. Okay. So we drove the Honda Odyssey. Um, 2018. We drove a 2018 and we drove a 2017. So the difference between those two is that they totally revamped the entire Honda Odyssey in 2018. Both the engine, the interior, the exterior, the whole thing is brand new. And you can tell a huge difference it was interesting so we went to a dealership that had one of each and we rode in the 17 which was like their highest trim level or their second highest yeah and then the 18 which was a lower trim level so the 18 was actually selling for slightly less but to your point like because it didn't have all the bells and whistles but it was much smoother although i wanted to throw up a little bit because i was like looking on my phone at our notes (laughs) while you were driving and so i I was like cars i like zoom them yeah you try to try to see what the pickup is let's see what this minivan can do but i'm gonna blame that on my you know weak stomach and not on the vehicle itself Uh, I think that a few things that are really nice about the Odyssey, uh, one is you can take out the middle seat in the middle row, and then you can slide the other ones left and right. Yes. So you can have like two next to each other and then have more space to get into the back or to store stuff. And I do think you can do this on other vehicles, but the ease of it, it's literally you pull like one lever and it slides really smooth. Yeah. My complaint, this is going to be an old man complaint, my complaint about almost all the cars we saw, including the Honda Odyssey, is... Too much going on with the screens, like, and I know <laughs> we've just never had that. Like, we don't have we don't have navigation in our car. We just use our phones. We've never had the screen. We've never had the backup camera. I know those things will be helpful. Yeah, but I always feel like overwhelmed when you just sit in a car you've never been in before, and I'm yeah. like, what are all these stinking buttons? There's You're apps such an now. Old There's man. an app button. Like my car has apps. I am an old man. Yeah, I just you know I want to go back to my stick shift and. When everything was mechanical, not that I knew how to put it together, but it's all computers <laughs> these days. Mm. I do think those things will be really nice once we learn how to use them, but it's going to take a little time for us to learn how to yeah, use them. Yeah, it is. So, so, yeah, there were a few things on the um, the Odyssey that I was excited about. Well, first of all, the Siennas we've had, there are a lot of spaces and opportunities for goldfish to get squashed and stuck in really small crevices. And what we noticed about the Odyssey, this is such a small, stupid thing, but like the center console, the plastic went all the way to the ground. Yep. And so there was no opportunity for a small crevice to get weird things in. Yeah. And there's no like tracks with little holes where stuff can fall down and you can't get it right, back up. Right. Right. there's or very, very there little of it. There's very few of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that is exciting to me. The one thing that I really wanted on the Honda Odyssey that the Toyota Sienna, the newer Toyota Siennas have is that the middle, so in the middle row, the center seat actually folds up really neat and tidy and fits in a place in the trunk. Whereas on the Honda Odyssey, you have to take it out, you have to take it out and store it in your house, in your basement, in your shed, etc. Throw it in the woods on the highway. Throw it in the woods on the highway, that's fine too. Yeah. But I also actually did feel like in the passenger seat that the Sienna felt a little roomier. Yeah. Like when I was all the way back, um, the Honda wasn't like too tight, but it was just slightly tighter. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The um, I also really liked that but the, comparing the 2017 to the 2018 Honda Odyssey, in the 2017, there were two screens, and I just felt like, what screen am I supposed to look at? Whereas in the newer one, the 2018, you can scroll through a screen on your dashboard with your um, steering wheel um, buttons. On the- buttons. Mm-hmm. And then there is a main screen, but there's nothing that you need to look down for, which I think is much safer, felt much safer. Yeah. The other thing I loved about the 2018 Honda Odyssey, which I think has been common for years in probably the Toyota and in the Honda and in the Chrysler, is that the no-touch um, unlock for the door. So you just slip your hand in the door and it opens. You literally told me over dinner last night that that was the favorite thing of the whole day. Yes. Clearly we've been driving this crappy old minivan, but I just was so excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the small things. It really is. Well, the small things are the things that are most convenient. Yes. And the other thing was there's a button to push so that when you're at a stoplight, your brake stays on and your foot can come off the pedal. Yeah, I didn't really understand why I would need that. But no, I didn't either until I turned it on and we went to a stoplight. And you I was like, it? oh, this is so luxurious. luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so that's fantastic. Well, anyway, so those are a few of the highlights. I do think we'll probably go with the mid-grade Honda Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, the different... At least in the year 18, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Who says in the year 18? I don't know. In the year of our old Lord, two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> old dudes. That's what. That's who says. Rent all these computer screens. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but it does. Just give me a Model T. <laughs> One of the things that is important to note is that all of the vehicles seemed really great, depending on what your lifestyle needs. What I know is, I'm thankful to have a minivan. Uh, I think it's going to look like everyone else's minivan. That's probably the biggest downside for me, but um, that's cool. I mean, there will be years where I can drive what I really want to drive, and I'll probably miss these years, I think. (laughs) You're hoping that's true. (laughs) I'm trying to decide if I'm saying that to, like, convince myself or if it's true. It's both true and you're trying to convince yourself. Yeah, I will miss this. I do I do think I will miss this. It would be helpful if we had a second car that was super cool. Whoa, my sedan isn't super cool, Rachel? My 13-year-old sedan doesn't do it for you? With the rip seats and the, like, like the heat-melted uh, steering wheel, the at leather's least, coming off? At least it has touchless entry or whatever. You do have to touch it, but yes, you don't need your key. It's keyless. It's keyless entry. Like the keys there we in your go. pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's nice. I know. It impresses you every time. Woo, <laughs> look at that guy. I have pretty low standards. <laughs> uh, well, when we get the minivan, we'll have to name it. And uh, yes. no one will care, but we'll know. That's all. Uh, anything but the gold turd. I'm anything gonna... but the gold turd. So good, good riddance, I guess, and a farewell to the gold turd. Moment Served of silence. <laughs> For the gold turd. <laughs> and then a stat of the week. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. <laughs> stat of the week. All right, Rach. Rach. How What's you doing? up, Dave? So we're talking about cars, yep. minivans mainly for us. Uh, really so only three minivans. but Trace, yes. minivans. <laughs> trying to yes. work in more Spanish. Espanol. Um, As a side note, our Hulu commercials recently have flipped a sp- 
Spanish? It's like half and half. We'll get a Spanish one and then an English one. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but there's one AT&T or at and whatever, um, commercial. <laughs> you like that, Spanish? Um, that's driving me nuts. Yeah. Anyway, so. side note. Anyone else having that problem? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> All right. So according to Edmunds.com. Yep. Um, what do you think are the top selling cars and trucks? So they're grouped together um, in the country. Top cars 10. and trucks. Yeah. Okay. Top selling Honda Accord. Honda Accord is number nine. Okay. Ford F-150. Number one. Yeah. Ford, Ford F-Series. Are you up. serious? Yeah. The Ford F-150 has been the best selling truck in the United States for more than 40 years. No way. That is fascinating. What's yeah. number two? Chevy Silverado. Pickups. So one, two, and three are all trucks. The Ram, 1,500, 2,500, 3,500 is number three. Um, so they kind of like all those series. And then you get into like the CRVs and the RAV4. That kind of, what, 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 I don't know what you yeah, call what's, that. Yeah, so it's what's like number the crossover. four? It's what's the crossover. It's the RAV4. Oh, fascinating. And the CRV is five. And then you get into like the Civic is in the top ten. The Chevy Chevy Equinox, which is is that an SUV? Oh, I don't know. And yeah, then, I'm assuming it is. And then you got a couple other sedans, so the Camry, the Accord, and the Corolla. The real question: Are yeah. there any minivans in the top ten? No, no. <laughs> no one wants a minivan. <laughs> That's a terrible question. <laughs> so, but I secretly loved my minivans. Yeah. So I'll have this link in the show notes, but it actually has a map of the best-selling car in every state so like which one is number one so the ford f-series covers the most states because uh-huh. it's the number one selling including our state georgia um and what do you think is the best-selling car in say california um you can even just say like truck sedan suv i would say sedan yeah it's the honda civic is it really? Yeah. I think it's the only one, if I'm looking at this map correctly, and I'd like to think I am. What's the number one selling vehicle in the Northeast? So New York is the Nissan Rogue. I don't even know what that is. Interesting. New Jersey is the Honda CRV, uh, as is Connecticut. Um, and then, like, you get into Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, actually, the Ford F-Series is number one. Massachusetts is the Toyota RAV4. Huh. So. Interesting. Yep. And then in the southwest, Nevada, Arizona, the Ram 1500, number one. Interesting. Yeah. Is there, are there any Subarus in the top ten anywhere? Not on this list. Um, on another list I was looking at, there were a lot of Subarus sold. It was in the top ten, I think, or the top 25 at least. I feel like in Denver, the Subaru, the Subaru like owns Colorado. So, because of, it has the all-wheel drive, and it's a station wagon option, and they well, just have nice options for all-wheel drive. I also think when we lived there, which is now 16, 17 years ago, there are a lot of like old Subarus that like beach or beach, uh, snowbirds and sm- yes. snow bums would just drive forever. Yeah. Because they lasted. All right. One more question for you. Yeah. What do you think is the most expensive car ever sold? How much do you think it went for? How much? Um, can you give me, can you tell me what kind of a car it is? It was a 1962 Ferrari. Oh, and it was actually sold by one of um, the first employees at Microsoft. He was the 15th employee there back in 1979. And then he bought this car for about one-tenth its value in 2000 and then sold it in 2018. Not 
sorry. He bought it in 2000, and then in 2018, he sold it for like 10 times as much as what he bought it for. Man. Okay, so I'm going to guess like $57 million. Not bad. Really? Without, yeah. Without really? 48.4. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he bought it for about $4 million, and then 18 years later, it was worth almost $50 million. I mean, am I alone in just thinking, like, sometimes I feel like we're – we're budgeting so tight to save for college and to save for all these things. And and instead, someone, we should buy a $48 million car. Someone buys a $48 million car? Like, well, wow. when you have hundreds of millions of dollars or billions. I know. It just doesn't, like, part of me is like, let me write you a letter and tell you what we really want to do with, like, 200 grand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But how many people are like, you spend $25,000 on a minivan? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever you end up, I mean, yeah, for like, new minivans, they're like 35 to 40, some of them, right? Yeah. The one we drove was like $49,000 minivan. The, when it was new. When it was new. Yeah. Anyway. And so, so it's all, it, it's yeah, all relative. But, it is all relative. But it's, I mean, when you buy a $48 million anything, one, it's a status symbol. Two, it's like a piece of art. Like, it's yeah. something to show people yeah. and to say, I'm the only person who owns this. Yeah, the fact that a car increased in value means it is a piece of art. Yeah, for it's sure. In it's not. Yeah. It's not for bringing children to soccer practice. Could you imagine? No. <laughs> <laughs> Letting any kid near that? No. Oh, my gosh. All right. That's why we buy minivan. <laughs> Used at that. Thank you so much for working on the farm. Hey, thank you for working on the farm. Check ya. Did I say farm? I oh think my so. Lord, <laughs> mercy. <laughs> thank you for working on the farm. Thank you. Check ya. <laughs>